millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So about Michael Jordan, how are you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, Happy New Year. Hope you guys are staying safe out there and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast where we answer the age-long question, the question that everybody in the world wants to know. All billions and billions and billions of people on Earth and even those unidentified in space, possibly, who knows, wants (laughs) to know the answer to this question. That is, how can you hate from outside the finals if you can't get in? And... That's what we're going to start today off with, you know, because I feel like, and I'm pretty sure Jason can agree with me, is that we got into the finals. And what I mean by that in this podcast is that today we are celebrating. Yes. We're celebrating the momentous occasion. This is our Mm -hmm. 75th episode, 75th episode. So this is a celebration. So it's nothing really truly planned for today. We're just going to just, you know. Give you all a good show, as always. So I hope you guys enjoy. And, you know, this is the 75th episode. We're just celebrating Happy New Year. What you got to say to the fans, man? I just, hey, before Jason goes, I'm sorry. I just want to say thank it. y'all. Because because without constant support, you know, without, you know, you guys wanting to be a part of this journey with us, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Yeah. Um, we've made some major moves i mean even though it may not be as broadcasted as we would like it to be at this moment we've we've been we're working we're building a team there's there's yes. more of us you know it's yeah. it's all coming together slowly but surely we're but we're getting kids. there yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i hope you guys have been enjoying this content too you know because we enjoy making it for you guys yeah yeah the first thing i would like to say to get it out of the way is for the people that have been haven't gotten, uh, haven't seen a podcast come out in the last two weeks. There's a reason for it, and the reason is Chris has had COVID. Um, yep, shit sucks. <laughs> shit sucks. So, um, so definitely want to get that out of the way, so you guys understand that there was a legitimate like health reason. He's he's feeling healthy right now. I want to let you talk about that. So that's kind of your segue. <clears throat> um. Yeah. COVID was terrible. Um. I don't really want to get into that too, too much, but I had some pretty bad symptoms, went to the hospital and ended up testing positive. So I was pretty much bedridden. I just finally got out the house like a couple of days ago when I finally first went to work. So went back to work. So here we are able to finally sit here, grab this microphone as always, put the headphones on, sit in front of one of my best friends in the world hey, and talk basketball I- again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely glad you're feeling better. 
<clears throat> yeah, that first day when you said you had a temperature of 103 was that yeah, was pretty pretty scared. Yeah, yeah, I was scared too, man. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, seventy fifth episode. <laughs> right, this is gonna be a weird one. It's definitely gonna be a yeah. weird one because like nothing planned. It's just yeah. <laughs> hello, yeah. it's us. I hope so you like you, hearing us talk. <laughs> What's up? So, what do you think about like the new year? People have like resolutions. What do you think is like our resolution for the podcast? Oh man, that'd be that's a great topic. There we go. Okay, it's not really basketball related, but here we go. <clears throat> so I think our like New Year's resolution for the podcast will be to kind of, um, you know, work toward increasing viewership, you mm-hmm. know, and listeners, you know, on all plat across all platforms. Don't forget, guys, we have a TikTok, we have a YouTube, and we have an Instagram. And our Instagram is being managed pretty well right now. We have a lot of posts up there. Go check that out. At underscore the wait, it's the dot basketball dot addicts. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shameless plug. Might as well go ahead and stop by since you're here. Um, yeah, that's one for sure. Um, just need to keep growing, keep growing in knowledge of basketball. You know, that's one thing we have to. If we can't call ourselves the basketball addicts, we don't know the game. You know, yes, we have to keep growing in knowledge for sure. Um, Yeah. Just keep having fun with it. Don't make it a job. That's a that's mm-hmm. a big thing because because especially you know as we're getting more and more you know into you know far as getting more episodes under our belt, we yeah. want to get to the point where it's like oh, you know. But I don't want to get to that point. I just want it to be fun. You know, yeah. this is fun. I'm having fun. I'm so happy. Like I said, and uh, you know, I'll say it again. Is I'm just happy to be. You know talking right now to be on the mic again is is, is, i'm happy to be back yeah definitely i uh agree with you tenfold on that it's yeah i definitely i want to keep on becoming better with knowledge of basketball breaking down things uh you know just keep on growing the podcast being consistent i really think being consistent is going to work out for us in the long run uh yeah, I I definitely do want to always keep the joy and uh I definitely agree with you like it's definitely like a part of our lives. Yeah. Like at first when you first start a podcast, people are like uh you know, they just could yeah. be like doing it for the fun. They're probably going to stop after 5 episodes. How many people do you know that have like like oh yeah, I had a podcast once and you look at it it's like two episodes. Yeah. Right, there's a lot of people who like start something have trouble like continuing it. But at this point in time, we're the 75th episode, right? Mm-hmm. We're like consistent. You know what I mean? It is. It's a part of our lives. Like when I meet people and I talk to people now, it's just like a normal thing in my conversation, right? Yeah. It's like oh yeah. yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah, like it's legitimate. Like podcast. It's not like we just like have a podcast that's on some random uh app that you've never heard of and we're just like you You're know right. what i mean yeah. it's 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 definitely solidified um and and as we just become more consistent as time goes on things are going to start going in our favor yeah. um so i'm just looking forward to that and i'm glad it's a part of our 
you know, self-image and, you know, we own the basketball addicts. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. feels like it's a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely excited that just 2022 is the year of the basketball addicts. It is for sure. We are. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and before I forget, you know, as you were talking, I remember it. Happy belated birthday to the goat of all goats, LeBron James. Hey! <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Turn 37. And let me tell you, and I know that y'all could be like, this is the 75th episode. Why are you talking about LeBron? I get that. But if you watch this podcast enough and you know me and Jay, you know that he is our goat. He yep. is the goat. And he's our favorite player. So it, yes. we can't have an episode where we don't talk about LeBron James. Yes. Now, let's get into the meat of it right now. This man is 37. Ridiculous. And he's averaging numbers that close to what he had when he first came into the league. I don't think people realize how close he is from doing some ridiculous shit. Like, the ridiculous shit he's going to be doing is he's going to be statistically God. Mm -hmm. Like, by the end of the season, if he keeps on playing, he's probably going to pass Karl Malone. And then it's going to start happening. All you LeBron haters out there there are going to have to watch him next year beat Kareem's record. Yep. And there's an and here. Kareem's record's like 38-something thousand points. People don't understand. He has a chance if he plays two, three more seasons at a decent level of having 40,000 points. Yeah, the most of all time. That would be insanity. When Kareem had... you People don't understand how ridiculously consistent Kareem was. The guy was getting his shot blocked by Will Chamberlain in like 1970. It was like playing on the Lakers with Magic Johnson in 1989. People don't understand how ridiculously consistent this guy won multiple MVPs in the 70s, scored more than 20 points per game for dizzy donkulous amount of times. Everybody, when he retired, thought that record was never going to be touched because of how many post touches he got throughout his career. People couldn't imagine it. Yeah. And LeBron James could blow it out of the water. Yeah. Right. So then all your consistency arguments and all your scoring, oh, He's not a great scorer. You tell that to the guy who has 40,000 points. That's like saying the guy who leads the Major League Baseball in home runs and like Barry Bronze and Babe Ruth can't hit home runs. Yeah. Like, are you dumb? You can't say that in an argument now because he leads at all time. <laughs> right. And it's like, we've been saying this whole time his greatest asset is passing. So now he's like, we're dizzy. Like... It's going to be really hard to argue. He, oh, he's been in the finals 10 times. Yeah, he was. He's. he might be the go. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you Jordan lovers, you're going to be hating next year because that countdown's going to be coming. You think Steph Curry's chase for Reggie Miller and Ray Allen was crazy? Yeah. Oh, oh. ESPN's going to have a field day on Kareem's record passing, and it's happening next year. Yep. 
Yeah. You should be shaking in your boots, MJ Loyalist. <laughs> MJ Loyalist. <laughs> <laughs> no, the MJ, the MJ lovers are going to be on watch for real. They're going to be like, but you still haven't won six straight championships. No. <laughs> They're going to be on suicide watch. And you know, hey, hey, hey. nobody wants to talk about MJ and playing baseball. <laughs> they don't want to bring that up. We there should be a, we should post an Instagram post when he passes MJ. All right, now if you have an friend who loves Michael Jordan, go call him to make sure they're going to be safe tonight. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. If you love your friends. Give him a call. Give him a call. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Those, look, I get it. I get that MJ is a great player. I honestly do. Yes. But yeah, that's in in my opinion. MJ is, and I may get a lot of hate for this. He seems very one dimensional kind of a player. Like he has like one thing he's like really really good at. Like okay, yeah, you may say he's like really clutch, but. Does his clutch record? Does he? I mean, does he have the record for the most clutch shots? Does he? Oh, like, is he on that list? I, like, he hits yes. some good shots. He hits big shots. Shots is memorable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But are is he doing it at a clip? At like every game, is he knocking down shots? No, no, he's not doing that. Is he a great three point shooter? He's not a great three point shooter, but he does master the mid range for sure. But what he's really known yes. for is his athleticism. That's really where he mm. dominates. That's really where he comes from. The fact that matters yes. that we've never seen nobody jump from free throw line, and I keep saying this over and over again, like how many times can you do that? But I guess if you could do that, of course you would do it over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And his body control cannot be understated. How ridiculous, <clears throat> amazing that is! Exactly. <clears throat> so and then, but you have LeBron, and here's where here's where I come in, and I'm saying like, this is where you know that this guy is special. It's not just yes. he's not just great at one thing; he's great at multiple mm-hmm. things, and then he doesn't just. Yes. Hog his greatness. He makes everybody around him great as well. Yes. And, and, yes. and not many star players besides Magic does that. Yes. Especially at his level. People will say, oh, MJ does that too. But you have to understand that there's different levels to that ability. And you're completely correct that other than Magic Johnson and maybe some really elite point guards that are not as like multi-dimensional as LeBron, like Jason Kidd, for example. Yeah. Like, he can't score the way LeBron can and dominate a game by attacking the rim, but he can make others better. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like so, Chris Paul, yeah. Magic, yeah, Magic is the re- real comparison there. And you just have to understand, like, don't don't hate on what I'm saying. It, like, just understand this is an opinion. But what I'm but what I'm getting at is that you can't deny greatness. There's only so much so much you can do to deny greatness. At every turn, yes. you're like, well, he's been to the finals ten straight times, but what's his record? Oh, well, he's always trying to put the teams together. But when he puts the team together, do we want to look at his track record of putting teams together? They've always been better than what they better than the rest of the NBA every time he's putting a team together yes. you know <clears throat> the one reason he lost and let's not forget this to you Golden State Warrior lovers and to the LeBron haters the reason why mm-hmm. he lost against Golden State Warriors in 2015 is because he didn't have anybody and he still put on the greatest finals performance we've probably ever seen up until mm-hmm. the 3-1 comeback yeah, I think people who don't understand the beauty of basketball don't understand how ridiculously of a team sport it is. If if it was always based on talent, then why don't we win the Olympics every year? Why do we 
Come on now. Exactly. The, Talk to it. There's nobody on the floor that has more talent than them. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in college, the best, ta- most talented team does not always win. A lot of times it has to come down to, oh, what's going on with the team? What's their chemistry? Look at Greg Popovich with the Spurs when they beat the Miami Heat, yeah. I think 2012. I think it was bef- the year before Ray Allen hit that shot the year after. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, the year before. I think it was the year before. Then the, like That Spurs team played together. There was no superstar. Like Tim Duncan was really at above. Uh, beyond this peak, I think Tony Parker might have been like the best player on that team, but at that moment in time, even though Kawhi Leonard was still coming up, but that you know, the, it's a team game. There are special teams that play together extremely well that are able to overcome greatness. Yeah, right. And it it really depends on how great your team is. People don't understand how amazing those Chicago Bulls teams were. Those are the greatest defensive teams of all time, and I genuinely don't think it's close. They always had a pretty decent high shot-blocking center. Scottie Pippen is either the greatest small forward defender of all time or one of the top three, and if you don't have him in the top three, then you don't know basketball. Okay, so then on the first three P, he has Horace Grant, who blew me away because he was amazing, six foot ten, multiple multiple time All Defensive Team, made the All Star game just because he was ridiculous at defense. Yeah, he could hit a mid range shot and rebound at an extremely high level. I mean, he's insane. Horace Grant is an All Defensive player, and then you have Michael Jordan who is the greatest shooting guard defender of all time. And then you had Ron Harper for the second three-peat, who's six foot five and is a two-guard, basically, and is like a two-guard lockdown guy. Yeah. And the Cavs in the 90s and the early, late 80s was throwing at Michael Jordan to guard. Uh-huh. That's how insane those teams were defensively. And then they just gave the ball to Michael offensively and just said everybody else go stand on the other side because there's no zone defenses and they can't rotate too far. <coughs> like, like seriously, it's ridiculous. And Phil Jackson's the conductor, right? You have to really understand the love of <coughs> the basketball to understand that LeBron James teams have not been good enough exactly to be able to win all these rings that everybody expects out of him. And he's been facing a lot of great teams. You hit the nail on the head, and I'm gonna continue right there. How many times during this podcast do I make the current, the constant running joke that, oh, it was LeBron and a piece of paper, a, cu- a, a cup, a box of pizza, and an empty bottle of water? Like, this is who we had on this team. That's what legit I'm saying. Name a couple people from a team that's not Booby Gibson, that's not Demario Moon, that's not J.J. Hickson, that's not... Um, <clears throat> I love Booby Gibson. Delonte West? Mo Williams, Delonte West. <clears throat> old Shaq. No. Think about who's on these teams that LeBron's going against. Think about this for a second. Yes. LeBron came into the league out of high school. He never went to college. He came into the league at a young age, right? In 2003. Yes. Okay. He's been playing in the league for, I think, 19 years. I believe yes. it's 19 years. LeBron, when he went to the finals, 
I think it was in two. The first time he been, I think it was 2007. He went against a stacked Magic team. I mean, that was a, that was an Eastern Conference. He went against a stacked Magic team. I think that year. Yeah. And then the following year, I think they played the Spurs because I think he finally went. And then they yeah. put together. Let me tell you right now, they put together a big three to beat LeBron in the East because he was dominating the East. It's just him, a uh, half drink beer, a iPhone charger. A yeah. cup of sauce and a dirty bowl. That's literally all it was in Cleveland, <laughs> and they had a yeah. sixteen. They had a sixteen one record. And Boston didn't know that the big three was going to be a big four because they didn't know how great Rondo was going to be. A guy like Rondo Young, you know, you have to really understand the beauty of basketball here. Rondo is a perfect guy to ex- be an example of a guy who makes everybody else better. They had no clue that they had a diamond in the rough like that. So that really became a big four. So that even makes your point more, Chris. Think about this for a second. Every team that he's won. Okay, look, think about this. You have when, when, okay, then when he goes to the Miami Heat, right? They lose against Dirk. Now that's just a, that's different. Okay. I'll give Dirk all his props for that because he's literally the legitimate star. There's nobody else. He really overcame the Miami Heat by himself, period. Completely. I mean, they had a good team of role players. But, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he was sick, well coached, well yeah. coached. But think about this. Let's even go to the coaches now. Before I even take a step further, like I want to. Mm-hmm. What top elite coach has LeBron ever had? The best look. The best coach he had was Tyron Lue. That's saying something. Yeah, and I think people will probably say Eric Spolster, so I'm going to fight that right now. Eric Spolster was like one of his first few seasons when LeBron James took over. Pat Riley just then passed over the head coaching porch, torch to Eric Spolster. Yeah, but okay, I will give you Eric Spolster. I, I agree with you, and I'm going to give them He's Eric Spolster. That was a good uh, – he was he was giving all the pieces, and we've, we're seeing what, that he's a good coach now because every time he put a team together, they have a winning season. Yeah. Um, he wasn't really at the level we know him now until like five years into his coaching years. So let's say 2017, 2016. Yeah, yeah, he's a very underrated coach, honestly, because um, he doesn't That's get he doesn't get as much love as he should. Um, yes. But yeah, Mike Brown. We had David Blatt. I mean, are these yes. great coaches that you're okay? No. Steve Kerr may go down as probably the greatest coach in the history of basketball. Possibly. Possibly. Okay? Yes. Greg Popovich may go down as the best coach in basketball. Period. It's possible. Yes. Yes. Phil Jackson definitely goes down as the greatest coach in basketball. Yes. I mean, in the 2010s decade, he basically faced either Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr probably like five or six times. And every single time, besides the time when he put together Kyrie, Kevin Love, Jr., Iman Shumpert, Jr. Smith was coming out of New York. He was great the first year, not so much the couple years afterwards, but he was consistent with doing what he was supposed to like. He was a consistent role player. Iman Shumpert yes. is not great. The best people on the team. The defender. The best people on the team was Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love. And Kevin Love wasn't well, even. Kevin Love. Yes, Kevin Love got owned by Draymond Green. Kevin Love really turned out to not be as great of an asset in the NBA Finals as we expected him to be. And another thing I want to say about that Miami Heat Big 3 that many people don't understand, 
It was one Dwayne Wade is not who people remember him to be when he was in 2006 and 2007. And the pairing of Dwayne Wade and LeBron James is his worst superstar pairing out of the big three between Anthony Davis, Kyrie, and Dwayne Wade. And I'll tell you why. Dwayne Wade shot creates everything from the mid-range. What does LeBron James need? Spacing. But he's not six foot eleven like Anthony Davis and could switch and be an amazing defender and be a great pick and roll threat with LeBron James. So he doesn't so he doesn't bring those assets that the Anthony Davis is, but he's a completely mid range player. Mm-hmm. He does everything off of shot creating off the dribble. Okay, so when Dwayne Wade has the ball and he kicks it to LeBron James in the corner, What's LeBron James going to do with the ball? He does everything off of shot creation. Yeah. Oh, he he has to. He, that's why he takes that dribble when he catches the ball and then walks into a shot because he and then just, they just didn't fit very well because their games are too similar. So even though they had a great super team and Chris Bosh really allowed them to play a little bit better than those two pairing would have been without him, like. Those two didn't pair as well as people really under thought they would, mm-hmm. and you know Dwayne Wade was really past his prime, and he aged really, really quickly. I mean, by year two, LeBron's like carrying that Miami Heat team, in my opinion. Oh, for sure, and that's a difference between then and now is because you yes. can have one star de facto, you know what I mean, and still mm-hmm. carry your way on. It's Yes. It's not. We can't do that anymore. The teams are too good now. Yes. And now it's about how many stars can you pair together. This exactly. is a superstar, super team league now. Yeah. That's literally what it's become. And even like some of these young teams, even like it's like you're drafting so well, now you're building super teams, and you don't know you're building super teams. So they get on the court together. Yes. Like look at yes. Memphis Grizzlies. Look at Denver. Look at uh, Atlanta. Like these yes. teams are great. They're, they've all yes. been drafted. None of these people have been traded. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> now getting I mean, Andy had the fight through the pairing of Steph and Clay, like Jesus, dude, that's like a scary pairing because the three point shooting. Okay, now we have a style that they play; it just fits so well together. I mean, you know that it's it's partially like the Bulls teams where Scotty fit with MJ so perfectly well. Okay, we have ridiculous defenders. Now we have an identity as a team, mm-hmm. and the Warriors with Clay and Steph will have an identity until those two retire. Yeah, um, that you can build around. So you know, it's something LeBron's never really had. He's never really had somebody other than Anthony Davis. Where now we have an identity of physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kyrie was just he was a good fit. with LeBron, let's be honest here. Yeah. It's, it is it is what it is, yeah. That's just one like we have But he had to deal with the head case of Kyrie. Yeah. Like, let's be honest here. The greatest babysitter of the 2017 season, it was LeBron James. Because he kept the guy who literally thought while he was winning the 2016 NBA championship, oh, it's time to leave. I'm better than LeBron. Let me sail out to Boston. And then, like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's like, this guy can't lead two dogs into a cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's just let him go. And then, oh, I'm going to stay in Boston. And now he then goes jettisons to KD, and then he has all of his, like, Kyrie was a head case, head case in 2016. Yep. Like there was some serious babysitting that was going on over there. So, you know. 
<laughs> That's true, though. He's not wrong. You're making valid points. And that just gets to the fact that LeBron is the greatest player of all time. And we can no longer deny greatness. We can't. Yeah. As he's trying to win champion, he he no, he didn't just babysit Kyrie. He babysitted a whole team. <laughs> Every, yes. Everybody on his team was younger than him. <laughs> yeah. Jared Smith is a pretty wild guy. And he led yeah. them all to pass Boston by himself, kick kick Toronto yes. in the ass so much, had to go get Kawhi Leonard. They had a real <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> like I've never seen a team just get mentally abused. By a player. <laughs> you remember when Stephen A. Smith, his dumb ass, came out and said on ESPN, LeBron James doesn't scare people. I literally think that they had to hire like five psychiatrists <laughs> in the Toronto Raptors organization just for DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry alone. Oh That's why it's LeBronto, and it'll always be LeBronto. And okay, wait. Yes. If, and since we're on the topic of Toronto, I want this to be buried forever. Okay, no more. Mm. We can no longer say this. And I know. I think you know where I'm going. You, Kawhi won one championship in a defeated East <laughs> with a Toronto Raptors team that was already ready to go. <clears throat> that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals years in a row. And beat a hobbled Golden State, and we called. We said he was the best player in the world. Shut the yeah, fuck that's up. Stephen, <laughs> that's Stephen KD's ring. That's that's Steph KD and Clay's ring. They just they just stole it. They, like, yeah. Please never say that again. I don't want to ever yeah. hear that ever again. Yes, Kawhi is great. We're not going to hate on that. And this is the perfect segue into this. We're not going to hate on the fact that Kawhi is. You know, we're not going to say because we don't deny greatness on this podcast, as you see. You know, we I gave Mike Jordan. His prophet said he was one-dimensional. Hate before it. I don't care. I, I Look, Kawhi Leonard is great. I can't deny that. But we're not going to dethrone a man after you beat a beaten up Golden State Warriors. Clay played and re-injured his, his ACL. KD retore his ACL and couldn't play for two years. You beat a team that was whooping your ass with one leg. <laughs> That's a fact. They play one leg. They were they were hopping around, hitting threes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Steph Curry dropped like fifty while getting trapped the whole game, and like game four or five or something like that. <clears throat> Great ring for Toronto for sure, but we will not dethrone a man because we beat because LeBron didn't make the finals. I mean, didn't make the playoffs because he didn't for one go to the playoffs because he was hurt. And he, yes. that was the first year in the West, his first year in L.A. And you're not just going to be like, oh, he's the new king. And then he goes to L.A. And he has – where has he been? Let me know. To the NBA Finals getting hurt and then getting hurt twice and not being able to really go. And I get it. He's been – he's a champion. He He's done it twice. Two champions, right? But has he done it by himself? No. No. It in LA right now, you Who know, by himself, huh? Nobody's ever done it by himself. No, but what I'm saying, stupid. Go ahead. People say that stuff, it makes me so upset. Does he carry a team by himself? Like, come on now, nobody has ever carried a team by themselves. You can't say that about Bill Russell. No, he had basically the Olympic team of the 60s on yeah. his own team, like Kareem had Oscar. 
Like nobody's ever done it by himself in the history of basketball. Like, what are we even talking about? No, but what I'm getting at here is, and I, I I like your point there. But what I'm saying is more along the lines that has he done it without a superstar coach and without you know Paul George is next to him. That's fine. He's a superstar as well. But what I'm saying is because since he's been in the Spurs, has he done it? Where he's been going against tough competition. And I'm not talking about the Utah Jazz, the greatest regular season team of all time. I'm not talking about a beating up, a beating up Golden State Warriors team. I'm talking about has he done it yeah. through competition? Technically, you know, leading the team like I'm not saying by himself, but by himself. No, no, he hasn't done it. No. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's probably one of the more injury prone players that are in the NBA. I don't know what. I don't even know if he'd be hurt half the time. I'd be trying to figure that out if it's just all on his head. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Okay, weird guy. He is a weird guy. You know who else is hurt all the time? And I know this is a great topic to jump into real quick. It's my favorite hmm. player, Ben Simmons. Always oh, hurt. His feelings hurt. Leg hurt. <laughs> I'm surprised. Why haven't they traded them yet? Like, what are they waiting on? If if it really gets to the end of the season and he's not been traded, like it's a failure by this Philadelphia 76ers organization. Who's giving you anything next year? Oh, you waited on trading Ben Simmons and he didn't show up to play a single game? Oh, we're going to trade for him now. Like we really think you have leverage. Oh yeah, you're really gonna tell us he's gonna play games next year after not trading him. We really believe you. Yeah, yeah it's really gonna up our trade value. Yeah, really in the summer. I mean, we'll be able to trick some teams like the Utah Jazz into thinking that Ben Simmons is gonna play some games next year. We'll get better trade value. We, I'm Daryl Morey. I'm so smart. I outsmart everybody. I just. It's not like I just got lucky when I traded for James Harden and didn't know he was going to become a superstar. Now everybody hires me for the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, you know, like, what has Daryl Morey done? Like, he's gotten lucky and then he traded for Russell Westbrook and we were like, mm, you're kind of suspect. Yeah. And then he goes to the 76ers and he's handling everything so terribly. You know what I mean? He might. He's pretty overrated, if I had to be honest with you. I agree like, I that. heard Isaiah Thomas say something in an interview talking about how he would have handled that situation. And he said that he would have, like, immediately, as the GM, flown out to Ben Simmons and talked about everything to, like, heal it from an organizational perspective. And just, you know, and then bring him back. Like, Daryl Morey doesn't seem like he did that. Mm-hmm. He just seemed like, oh, Ben Simmons will come back. He, he's... Ben Simmons, right? He threw we'll the players him. at him. He threw the players at him. That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Made him go on media and have him beg for him to come back. Yeah. 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 Ben has a problem, though, because, like, a lot of teams, okay, so I see what you're saying. <clears throat> a lot of teams are, like, they keep coming in the media. I don't know what how much truth it is. They're coming in the media saying, like, oh, we might trade such and such for, for Ben Simmons. But here's my problem. As a GM in my right mind, I couldn't do it. And here's why. It's not because of what I don't think he can accomplish. It's the fact that I haven't seen him play this year. I haven't seen him with my eyes this year at all. I haven't seen him walking down the street. So I don't even know what mm-hmm. kind of physical shape he's in, if he's even basketball ready, because it's a mental game as well. 
you can, I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna throw all my chickens in the basket. And say I'm gonna get Ben Simmons, not knowing where he is. I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? Honestly, view it differently. I think he's gonna come back with a vengeance to prove everybody wrong wherever he goes. Kind of as a fuck you to Philadelphia, fuck you to the fans, fuck you to the media. I'm scoring 20 and 12 and still can't shoot a three-point shot. What you going to do yeah. about it? You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But we, we've already said this on this podcast before, is that we don't think he's a worker. So he would have to be working. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's working. Yeah, I could see that. He definitely doesn't. I mean, other than finishing and playing defense and passing and dribbling, it's just like he. it seems like he works on most things that are not shooting-related. Or some sort of mental block. It'd be kind of interesting to be like on the inside and be his coach or the GM and kind of know. And one, I, I really do want to know if it's a mental thing or if it's just like some sort of repetition issue. And, and I've seen him shoot before. You know, you see him all the time in the gym. You know, pump faking and <clears throat> t- making shots and getting everybody. Oh, look, he can shoot. We're going to win the championship this year. You guys better be scared now. If it doesn't take a single three except for um, preseason, I think it, he just needs a psychiatrist. It's time to really delve into his mental and figure out what's going on there because he, he has some problems that needs to be addressed. Yeah, like a sports psychiatrist, something like that. I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bulls is doing well too. That's crazy. DeMar DeRozan, yeah. back to back game winners. Yeah, they could have two people in the same All-Star game. They could have Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Both going to the All-Star game. And guess what? Hmm. We told you so. <laughs> what a, Oh, this is the I told you so segment of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me, we got the Atlanta Hawks beating the Philadelphia 76ers. Christopher Muhammad said the Suns were going to beat the – going to go to the NBA Finals. They beat the Lakers. Let's say, oh my gosh, so many people in the draft. Yeah, we've been right about a few things. Yeah, we, we, we it's going to be fun. It. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see what we do next year. What we're right about, what we're wrong about. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say I'm already starting to see some stuff with the draft process that I might like lose my mind over. Really? Can, I, can I rant a little bit? Sure, why not? It's our 75th. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. 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 I've been thinking about this for so long, and I was going to save it for the draft process, but I'll give you guys a little bit of a teaser now. Okay. Generational prospect. What do you, when you think about a generational prospect, Chris, what, what, what comes to mind? What do you think it's a label? A generational, generational prospect. Um, like a once in a lifetime talent, like, you know, LeBron, a KD. You know, mm-hmm. even though Steph was like not highly touted, but he should have been. He's definitely generational for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Kyrie, you know, a James Harden, a Donna okay. Mitchell, a Jokic. Yeah. Let's say coming out of college, though. <clears throat> Carmelo, generational. Um, yeah. Zion at first. Now I don't know what so, he like, is. Ridiculous traits that scream out to you. This guy could be the best player at that position in the NBA, right? Yeah, like a Lamelo. 
Yeah. So like LeBron James, let's say at the center position, Carl like Anthony Towns coming out of college with a three point shot, six foot eleven post game mid range. Uh <clears throat> Anthony Davis coming out of college, blocking everybody all the way in the final four, and having point guard skill at six foot eleven. You know Blake Griffin being six foot nine, being able to jump over a Kia and looking like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know LeBron James, a six foot eleven guy with guard skill that could shoot over everybody. That we had multiple iterations of with Brandon Ingram. You know, ridiculous point guards like Ja Morant. Yeah, he was, Rose. You know, he was Derek Rose. Oh my gosh, he's insane. Kate Cunningham was not a generational prospect. We tried to tell you. Yeah. These dodo birds are trying to label Pablo Bancaro. A six foot ten, strongly built player, guy with the foot speed of Jabari Parker, and the build of Jabari Parker with a mid range ISO game, a generational prospect. You know how stupid you have to be. I literally heard ESPN Kendrick Perkins and their dodo bird for a draft prospect guy compare him to Julius Randle and then in the next sentence say he's a generational prospect that is not a generational prospect generational prospects are not guys that when we rank the top 75 power forwards of all time they're at 35 or 40 generational prospects are like Dominique Wilkins Michael Jordan Ridiculous athletes. Did you see Blake Griffin in college? He was jumping over everybody and had a mid-range shot. He literally carried Oklahoma, who sucks at basketball, to the Final Four. Okay, so generational prospects are either ridiculous athletes. I call Jalen Green a generational prospect because he floats in the air like time stops for him. That was kind of easy to see. All right? (laughs) Okay, that's a generational shooting guard prospect. Right, so they're either ridiculous athletes or extremely highly skilled players. Mm-hmm. Okay, Larry Bird carries Indiana State to the NBA. Do even nobody even knows where Indiana State is? <laughs> they just have cool blue jerseys. They haven't been to the NBA like championship NBA like March Madness in like forty years, probably. He took him to the he took him to the NCAA championship game to face lose to Magic Johnson in college. Steph Curry was taking Davidson to the Sweet Sixteen and looked like the little man who could. Yeah. Those are highly skilled guys that might be generational prospects. It makes sense that they're ridiculous in the NBA. The guy's not even scoring 20 points a game at Duke against the ball all the time. He's not this ridiculously highly skilled next generational talent. He's just going to be a good player in the NBA and has a high floor. Yeah. I just I just had to get that. He literally looks like Jabari Parker more than anything else. Like, what are we watching? Yeah, that's one thing. Like, hold your... Go ahead. 
hold yourself to a higher standard, you sucky NBA draft community. All you do is listen to what other dodos say, and you just follow. Yeah, you're such dumb. Uh, I get that on my chest. Look, you said a lot there, and you mentioned Jabari Parker, and that's one thing we don't do enough of as NBA community. We don't talk about Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker is one of those guys who had high upside, right? And then, like, he injury, it was so-called high upside. I'm getting to your point about the generational talent. Mm-hmm. But he was constantly plagued by injuries, and he never really showed anything besides that he could possibly be a good player. Possibly. Like, we, I don't want to shit on the man, but we don't do that enough. <laughs> we don't put him in yeah. the ranks of bust. The way the way he goes, yeah. Jabari Barker, you're a bust. They'd be like, oh, he was yes. hurt. He had every opportunity. No, you're a bust. Greg yes. what's his name? The the was it Greg Oden? Greg Munner. Greg Oden? Bust. Greg Oden, yeah. He was played yeah, by Andrews, Andrews, but he's a bust. I mean, like yes. We just gotta start doing this. These guys uh, need to be point the finger at them. Tell them that you're a bust. Yes. Like people really need to understand that there's a huge difference between NBA athleticism and college athleticism. And if you do not have that athletic trait, you must be ridiculously skilled like Larry Bird and Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the outstanding and the outliers from the normal, okay, we need some... Look, Luka Doncic, he was winning the MVP of the second best league in the world at 17, that's a that's an indicator that he's a generational prospect, even though he's not ridiculously athletic. Like Pablo Bencaro is not that, or he would be like averaging twenty eight a game. Like it is like people really, it, it you know what it is? It is just groupthink, and it is okay. This is what this guy was ranked in high school. Okay, he's gonna come into the draft ranked number one in college. Okay, he's he looks okay, but we're not gonna move him down. I don't want to be wrong as a high school ranking guy and a guy that does rankings, right? So they don't move him down that much. I mean, this has happened so many times where guys have fallen, but not fallen as much as they should because people don't really want to be wrong. They just want to follow what everybody else is thinking. Okay, this guy is one. I'll never put him at five. Why would I put him at five? Yeah. If he's re- he's what everybody else thinks is one, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Like mm-hmm. People don't think independently in the draft world, and that's why people get so many things wrong. It's even hard for even NBA organizations. Yeah. First off, I love the fact that she was a 1984 term group think. Shout out George Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I read 1984. Yeah, that's my favorite book. Um, nice. But yeah, it does come down to a group think. It's a group think mentality in the NBA period, not just in the draft process. We, you know, that's something that you know a lot about. Jason has really spent a lot of time on that, so I'll give him, you know, hand on just knowing. But mm-hmm. just in general in the NBA, there's always a group think. Oh, if whatever they think, it must be right. So we all have to just yes. join the herd. You know, yes. think about this for a second. When it comes to awards, when it comes to MVPs, when it comes to anything like that, there's always this media, okay, the, all of us going to think the exact same thing. We don't yes. know basketball that well, and we're going to decide who gets this award. We're going to decide who yes. wins this. You know, and when you put people who don't know the sport in charge, mm. things like that, you're going to get it wrong every single time. Yes. 
That's just how it goes. Yeah, it is. It's it's really is like that. Where you know, I mean, people used to think that Bill Russell was the greatest basketball all time because that was the group think of nineteen seventies. Yeah, seriously, a guy who couldn't score more than twenty points a game, the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Group think is like part of the reason why Will Chamberlain's not loved as much, and group think is a reason for something a little bit of a teaser. We have a really great series in the summer that's going to talk about the group think basically and people who've been. Not looked at in the right light. What's what's the best way to say it? People have been overlooked. Yeah, throughout the history of the NBA and the way NBA is viewed things. I mean that that's something that I think we should take pride in as a podcast that we've done extremely well. Is we have not followed what everybody else says, right? We say our own opinion. We take the time and do the research to really make it educated opinion. And we should definitely be proud about that. I feel like that's a a, ref, uh, a trait that's really going to be uh, great for us moving into the future. Because now when people listen to our podcast, they'll be able to associate that independent thinking with what they're gaining from listening to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, none of that would be possible without, you know, Jason, who's our great researcher over there, you know, and then <clears throat> just, you know, just constantly updating ourselves even on yes. old games you know just watching new games old games watching coaches listening to coaches listening to different people talk about basketball who we you know who we yes. respect in the league that's what yes. constantly comes constantly comes to is like ever growing ever changing ever evolving within the world of basketball yeah 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 basketball's you know basketball's really beautiful like basketball is a sport where yes, talent is evolved, but it's a beautiful team sport where you work together. You know what I mean. You 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 try to motivate each other. It's 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 a beautiful team game where the the best team can get beat on any night. Yeah. It doesn't matter how how bad the like the Sacramento Kings can go beat the Golden State Warriors tonight and call it a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Everybody like that's just basketball. Now, that's why we have seven game series and it works so well for the NBA because it usually gets rid of that luck factor. <coughs> so, yeah. 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 That's why March Madness is so fun because the team that might be the best team in college doesn't always win the national championship. Yeah. How many times have we been like, have we've been on like, though this team is like stacked with superstars and then all of a sudden Villanova comes out of nowhere? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or yes. Baylor. You know, like Gonzaga. Gonzaga was yeah. really supposed to win last year. Yeah, and they did. They win just didn't know Jalen Sucks was overrated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just throw that tidbit in there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my jabs in. Ah <laughs> oh, man, see, this is just fun. This is just what I miss about you know just talking basketball. That's really what you know mm-hmm. podcasts a lot. You know. Especially, well, ours, at least, we don't do this. We just, you know, we really focus on just conversating, just talking basketball and having fun with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, definitely talking basketball is definitely what makes this podcast fun because it really is really fun to, like, talk about something you love, you know what I mean? And, you know, talking about a game, it's so... Yeah, it's just definitely it's yeah. a really good thing. It's a you know, it's it's definitely 
great that we have that 75th episode and you know it's pretty crazy that we've done 75th episodes in like less than a year that's yeah. insane uh we'll be borderline at 100 by like a, a year in when we start the podcast august uh, uh april april end of april four months away We'll probably hit. Yeah, we'll probably hit 100 before April. Yeah, yeah now that no, for about. sure. Yeah, we'll definitely get 100 <laughs> April, 100 episodes. So yeah, yeah pretty insane. It is insane to think it, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 2022, New Year. Yeah, year two of the basketball addicts. There it is. We have, yeah. Our our kid is finally starting to walk, and you know what I mean, starting to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have a little infinite, infinite basketball addicts. Yeah, and it's it's, oh it's slowly growing up before our eyes right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got anything else you want to add? No, I think this is a good stopping point. I feel like this is a natural end to the conversation. I don't know. Do you disagree? No, 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 no. So <clears throat> just wanted to say, you know, once again, thank you all for your constant support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting. Um, Gracias. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> <laughs> you hablo mucho espanol for our uh, espanol uh, listeners. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just, thank you guys so much for being fans. You know, it's, it's, it's something about having a fan base, um, mm-hmm. a growing fan base at that, you know, keep sharing this, keep, Tuning in, keep sharing. You're like, hey, listen, did you hear what they said on the basketball ad? It's not in here. Well, here, yeah. you should listen to it. You know, keep doing that for yeah. us. Um, yeah. Get on this. I mean, you know, we're on this journey together. Us That's a fact. And all of our followers, all of our listeners out there on all the social media platforms. This mm-hmm. is this is for us. You know, it's for y'all as well because y'all on this journey with us. So thank you. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that sentiment, Chris. <laughs> yeah, man. So. Have a great new year. Um, we'll be back again next week, same time, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for some more exciting episodes. Everybody stay safe out there. And I'm Chris Mommett. Don't get COVID. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm Jason Collins. <laughs> We're the basketball addicts. Peace. Ouch. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns